Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth Reframed. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of Growth Reframed. We are so happy you're here and thank you for joining us. I want to start right off the bat with the great philosopher and what he always said, uh, Van Wilder. He said, you can't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. And obviously, we all know how we get there, right? Like we have life stresses, we have duties, we have tasks, we have parenting, we have marriage, we have all kinds of different things put on us on a daily basis. But today we want to talk about not taking yourself too seriously and the steps that you would really need to take to try to make that happen. And I know it's harder than it. It's way harder to do in practice than it is to say the words. And hopefully we'll get into some of that today. But we want to just talk more about what it looks like to not take yourself so dang seriously all the time. Mm, This is going to be one of those episodes where I'm actually preaching to myself, um, where I need to take the advice probably more than many people even listening to this podcast. So hopefully I will use this episode as a training tool and a reminder tool for myself because, oh no, Brian, you might have noticed this about me in the past couple of years, aka 20 years. Uh, I'm a little bit of a serious person. I, uh, what? I, I do take things I'm pretty shocked. seriously. I know it's crazy. So I think that some of this is just down to personality type. So some of us, it's a little bit easier. I think you have a little bit easier of a time, uh, not taking life too seriously, not taking yourself too seriously. Uh, And some of us like me might have a little bit of a harder time and it might take a little bit more work to take some, uh, take a little bit less seriousness to be a little less, a little bit less. I don't even know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Go for it. You got this. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, it comes down to really, I, I mean, I get it. I get it but I'm going to call it because it's like, well, okay. I mean, I get everyone's a little bit different and I understand that people might have different capacities for it, but just because you're a more serious person doesn't mean that you can't fit some of the stuff in. It doesn't mean that you're exempt from doing these things. And so one of the things of is just bringing more humor, but with that humor comes humility because you can sit there and look at yourself under a lens of, man, I don't have to be so such a stickler, so stressed, so worried all the time. Sometimes you can even poke fun at yourself to make that happen. I do think it depends on the situation you're in too and where you're at with certain things. Like I feel like for me, like I'm CEO of a company. And so like when you're, you know, talking to your employees, sometimes you have to be way more serious, but there are times where you can be a little bit lighter too. At home, sometimes with our kids, we have to be more serious, but sometimes we can be lighter with each other, same thing. And so you can get stuck on in that gear of just being serious all the time. Cause you're like, Brandon, there's so much stuff going on in the world. So stressful. This isn't you. This is everyone. It's so stressful. You know, what, what, how do I not, how am I not supposed to worry? How am I not supposed to take it seriously? You know, life is serious and you know, I need to do that. And obviously there's times for that, but if you're constantly stuck in that gear, like I said, then it can be a little bit difficult. The first thing I want to talk about in a way to do this. And I try to work on Meg because I know Meg, you have a little bit more trouble with this, but it's embracing a silliness. So 
again, we're, we're going through life. It's hard. We have all of our to do's. We have everything going on. And so sometimes you have to embrace a little bit of silliness. And actually the idea for this episode came up while I was standing in the carpool line with another dad at our kid's school. And it was on Halloween. So in the morning at home, we had a, we had decided at our office, I should back up. We decided at our office that we were going to do a costume party and we were going to do like a pizza party. We we're going to do like go to everyone's door and do like office trick or treating. We were going to have a contest, all these things. So in the morning we dressed up, Mag and I both in our uniform, our uh, uniforms, our costumes. And we both had like these eighties garb going on. And if you follow us on social media, you can go, you can check it out. And if you don't go follow us at grocery famed, and then you can go check it out. But so we went and we dropped the kids off in the morning and it was kind of like uneventful. I mean, they thought it was funny, but no one really saw us and whatever. Well, fast forward to the end of the day, uh, I'm sitting in the carpool line and heading into going to that carpool line, I got a text from another dad who I'm friends with and he was in a full Mario costume and he was about to pick the kids up in a full Mario costume and I'm in my full eighties garb. And so we call each other. We end up meeting each other out at the carpool and we're just standing there, two dads looking like complete doofuses. Like we're both serious. We both are professionals. We both are all the things, but we're sitting there laughing and having a great conversation and humoring everyone around us, by the way, who saw us, like the kids loved it. All the teachers were laughing at us. Everyone really took it in. And we had this discussion as we were standing there. I'm like, you know, I think like life is hard and, and you know, we're stressed. I know you're stressed. It, it, we got to do this from time to time. Like you just can't take yourself too seriously. And then I thought, man, what a great idea for an episode. Hence, we're here. But it's just like a funny thing. There's, it's, it's, it's not difficult. Like none of these things we talk about today are going to be mind blowing or super difficult to do. But you might be stuck in kind of where you were, Mag. I'll pick on you a little bit of being like, well, I'm, I'm a serious person, and you know, it's harder for me. Well, it might be, but let's push you out of your comfort zone and try to get in a place where you can embrace a little silliness. Oh, absolutely, and that's exactly what I was saying. By the way, is that even if it's harder for your, some people than others. It's all, it's possible for all of us. It just might take a little bit work, a um, little bit more work, I should say, on the, on the more serious of us in this world. But uh, when you were telling that story, it was reminding me of our son who is six and he loves to dance. And I mean, like full on, like shake his booty, like break dance, like all these crazy dance moves. Like he, like he will strip down to his undies and he will perform. And a the lot of times the, he, d the dude lives in underwear, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's a thing for him, for sure. But he'll be in the kitchen, and he will just put on a song, or we'll have a song on already, and he will just go all in on his dance moves. And every once in a while, I'm feeling the beat, too. And so I'll stop washing dishes, or I'll stop dinking around with whatever I'm doing, and I'll join in, and I'll do some crazy dances. And then soon, our daughter's rocking it out in her crazy dances. And then Brand comes in, and he's, like, leaping and doing fake ballet moves through the kitchen. And we're all, like, doing this impromptu kitchen dance party. And it's so ridiculous, but it's so silly. And it can really just break up the monotony, break up the seriousness, break up the all the chores and all the to-dos that life gives us. And just give us a moment of, you know, unfiltered joy, just happiness and relief from all the things that we so constantly have to be aware of and be concentrating on and just like be a family together in these little weird dance party moments in our house where our son is wearing only underwear and the rest of us are just rocking out in our own dance routines. 
Yeah, I mean, like what I hear you saying is enjoying the present and enjoying the moment you're in. Mm -hmm. Because so often we live in the past or we live in the future, like the to-dos, all the things that we have to do, all the tasks. And so living in the present moment. And one of the ways I actively try to do this is being fully present in the moment. Like not just thinking about the present, but being in the present, experiencing the present. For example, like you just gave the example of our kids in that dance party. Well, if you look at the pile of laundry that you have to do, or you look at the all the other things that you have to do, and that's all you're thinking about, you'd miss it. You just miss that moment. And there are times, by the way, that we do miss it. Oh, absolutely. There's plenty of times where I miss the fun, where I miss it because I'm stressed about something else, where I'm thinking about something else, where my brain's somewhere else. But if you're living in the present moment and you're taking everything in with the people in front of you in that moment, and I talked about it a few weeks ago, then you're going to be able to do this a little bit more. You have to separate out life stresses. Life is stressful, y'all. You, you can't avoid it. But you have to separate out and compartmentalize sometimes. And I know that's like a dirty word to say, but sometimes you do have to compartmentalize and decide to be present in the current moment. Otherwise, you're missing your life. I think we spend so much time being stressed and worried and thinking about all the other things, past or future, we miss the present moment that we're in. And that's one of the things that you were just touching on to me. At least that's what I heard. I I, I love that. Yeah, it's it's crazy what like when you were telling a story, then I was thinking of something else and then it just kind of goes on and on. And we get to all these cool like discussions and things that would probably not be like a real moment in our lives other than we get to reflect on it later on this podcast. So I love that when that happens where it's like, you know, your your friend's story in the carpool line or us talking about the kids dance. Like I don't really actively think that through after they're done happening, but it's cool to be able to reflect on them afterwards as we process some stuff together on this podcast. It's just one of the perks of podcasting, I guess. Yes. With, with your husband. Right. Uh, but yeah, so Another thing, and I know this kind of sounds weird when I say it, because I'm going to tell you that one thing that you can try is to take some calculated risks. And I get that when you hear calculated, you're going to think, well, calculated is serious. Calculated is not spontaneous. Calculated means that you've put a lot of thought and, and serious consideration into this thing. But I would argue that when you take a calculated risk, you can unlock so many things. And I've talked about this before on the podcast too, where sometimes trying new things gives you almost a permission to not be serious, to not be great, to not have these feelings of like, I must be doing this right all the time. It gives you a little bit of freedom and sometimes that can be kind of fun. Yeah, and I think sometimes we're just afraid to try something new. Like when you say calculated risk, it's taking risks that aren't crazy. Like you're not going to go out and quit your job today. You're not going to go out and do, you know, something else completely crazy, but you can do small things like dancing in your kitchen, like we were talking about before, or other things like pursuing a new hobby. Like there's other things that you can inject into your life to take somewhat of a risk. But a lot of times we're so afraid of what other people would think. We're so afraid of what would actually happen if we did that because we have so many other things going on that we don't allow ourselves the chance or the opportunity to even take a risk, big or small. And so what we're inviting you to do is decide to take some kind of risk. Like we're saying, it doesn't have to be something crazy, but like there probably is something you could think about that you've been putting off that you've wanted to do. Maybe it's a movie you've been wanting to watch. Maybe it's a book you've wanted to read. Maybe it's an experience that you wanted to go have. Maybe it's just getting outside a little bit more. I, I don't know what it would be for you. I think about for me, all of those things that I just mentioned, but taking the chance to allow yourself to allow that to happen. The main thing we're going to keep touching on here is allowing your life to happen. We try to white knuckle it so much. We try to make 
everything be just so and show up. And if we show up in this adult and serious way, then it will turn out that way. By the way, no guarantee that that's going to happen either. And at the end of it, I would argue that if you're not enjoying it, if you're not finding enjoyment, if you're not taking risk on some things that you want to do and pursue, what questions are you going to be asking later in your life? Are you going to be living in a, in a place of abundance or are you going to be living in a place of regret? Yes, definitely. I think that's a great point. Another thing that we need to do if we're trying to get out of the seriousness of life all the time is to stop holding on to so many grudges. Sometimes we need to let go. And I think that that helps us not be so serious because we can understand that people make mistakes, we make mistakes. And if we can move on from those, it's not going to feel so heavy all the time. Life doesn't have to feel as heavy. If we're letting go of some of that baggage and opening ourselves up to forgiveness, we don't have to carry all that around and it doesn't have to feel so terrible all the dang time. Yeah, it's 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 so funny when you say that because you go talk to people and they'll be like, yeah, this, that, and the other. And I'm not mad. I'm not mad at them, but blah, blah. Or I'm not carrying it. I'm not, you know, I'm not holding on to it. I've let it go, but blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, based on what you're saying, I'm going to go ahead and say you have and have not let that go. <laughs> that you're still holding on to that grudge, that you do care a little bit. And you need to face that head on and then practice where you can. I know you can't do it all the time, but practice forgiveness. Practice and understand that you're not letting that person off the hook, that you're actually letting yourself off the hook, that you're not letting that person get away with something, that you're actually letting yourself move away from it. Because that's the thing. You get stuck in it and there's a mental weight that comes along with holding that in. And then it's, I don't think we even realize how much that negative energy is impacting everything else we're doing. Like it legit, and this word gets thrown around a lot, but it has a ripple effect in what we're doing because it shows in every other place in your life. So if you can forgive that person and just let it go, move on, move past. And I get, again, you can't do it all the time, but there are plenty of times where I'm sure you could let some of it go. Then you're going to just free yourself up from not having that mental tax happen at every moment. And then you'll just be in a much better place to be able to experience life a little bit more and be happier. Oh, definitely. I think that, you know, as we are able to forgive, that is what exactly opens up that feeling of lightness, that feeling of, you know, freeness. And when we do that, we are able to have more of a free and light air about us. And it translates to everything. It transforms into everything and it carries us around into all of our aspects of our lives. The other thing. And I know, I know it's hard because I am not good at this at all, but laughing at yourself. Sometimes it's super, super cathartic. Sometimes it's really nice to be able to stop taking yourself so seriously by laughing at yourself. And it doesn't mean that you're self-depreciating. It doesn't mean in in a negative, like detrimental way or anything, but it means that sometimes you have to let go and let laugh at yourself, let other people make fun of you, poke fun at you a little bit. Because when you're able to do that, it is a way to have that freedom, to have that lightness and that air about you that just says it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. My, my little mistakes don't have to be big mistakes. My little mistakes can be just little mistakes and it's okay. And other people can see me fail at these little things and realize that I'm human too. And Mm -hmm. I should be okay being human. And when you go through that process and when you start thinking about that thing, it really makes sense that laughing at yourself is a way to help yourself through this. 
Right. I mean, literally sharing your mishaps, sharing your blunders. First of all, it's an example to others that they can do the same. And then it just makes you more relatable as a person. It actually gives you a better connection with whoever you're talking to. It actually makes you more human. A lot of times we hold people up at, in a, a certain regard because they seemingly have it all figured out all the time. But when I connect with people the most, it's when they're open and they can share and they can be real about what's actually happening and then poke a little fun at yourself too. I know like from the people we work with, it helps to know like when you've made a mistake before or you've had something come up before and it just makes it a teachable moment rather than something that you're ashamed of or that you're like angry about. Like you are allowed to be a little self-deprecating. I mean, that's okay. I mean, I know it's negative sometimes to think that, but it's not about bringing yourself down. It's about allowing yourself to connect and be human. Yeah. And even if it's not like a serious blunder, it almost even makes it better because if it has no bearing on anything and it's just a ridiculous, silly thing that happened to you, that makes it even better because you're totally just able to poke fun when it doesn't have to be a lesson behind it. There doesn't have to be any real meaning assigned to that. There doesn't have to be any like major point to the story and a learning teachable moment. It's just like, this is ridiculous that this happened to me and I'm going to tell you about it because it's freaking funny. Right. And we all appreciate when someone's willing to do that, but really it's about letting go of the perfection, understanding that you're not perfect. And I, I'm looking right at Meg when I say this, understanding you're not perfect, understanding that there are times where you'll stumble, that there are times where you'll fall and you don't need to kick yourself while you're down because that happened. You need to understand and appreciate that we all go through that same human experience. So it's okay to say that you're not okay. It's okay to say that you didn't do it perfect. You shouldn't do it perfect. No one is doing it perfect. And the more you realize that, the easier it is to be a little bit lighter on your feet in all of these moments. The other thing coupled right with that is celebrating small wins and small victories while you're going through life. A lot of times we sit there and we say, well, we have all these things that we need to do. We have all these things and tasks that we want to do. And we're, we're just, we're failing at all things. That's what I look at. I'm like, I'm literally failing at all these different things and I'm not really doing what I need to do. But if you back up from the 30,000 foot view and come down to the day to day, you have to look for ways and things that went well. Like, Hey, the day as a whole might not have gone well. This one thing might have happened to you. This one experience might have happened to you, but that was one thing. Don't let the negative outweigh all the positives that happened. And by looking for small things that you can celebrate and small victories that you had, not only will you pump yourself up, but you'll show yourself that where your focus is. It, what you focus on expands. So you want to focus on things that are more positive, not on the negative pieces. And you can do that by celebrating the small things along the way. Yeah, celebrating the small things is just such a good way to bring happiness and little moments of celebration into what shouldn't really feel like that grand of a moment a lot of times, but is still worth it in the end, right? Like you don't have to feel like the only way to celebrate something is when you've reached the absolute, absolute, absolute peak. Like you might need to do it 10 times on the way up. Right. And I think that's where we lose it sometimes. Another thing, and I know we've kind of already touched on this, but I'm going to just share it separately, is just to be able to find the humor in all those everyday situations. Like you were saying, I mean, the dressing up for Halloween and all these little random moments that make up our lives. If we start to appreciate the, you know, funny little mishaps that happen and just start to talk about those and realize those and pause to reflect on those even for a few seconds it really lightens the mood and helps your heart feel lighter as you go about your day 
Right. And throughout that, surrounding yourself too with people that share those same values, that share those same beliefs. Obviously, we're all serious. We're all out there like doing jobs. We're all out there doing all the things like we already mentioned, but surrounding yourself with positive influences. And that could be people or that could be the content you're taking in or that could be any number of things. But so looking at how what is actually influencing you and your behavior, if you're constantly taking in some scientific articles and, you know, news all the time about serious things, you're probably more apt to be more serious. But if you surround yourself with news that's more positive, if you surround yourself with people that are more positive, like I have a dad text group that literally communicates in GIFs or GIFs or however you say it. I mean, there's a lot of things that we do to lighten the mood. And you can speak to this, Meg, because we were talking about this. When we were talking about it, you were saying that it's easier for men to do that, you feel like. To joke around, to laugh, to do those things. But also, you're still able to surround yourself with people who are more positive, even if they're not laughing and yucking it up all the time, too. Right. And I I don't know that it's necessarily easier for you guys to do it. I just think that it naturally happens more in a group of guys and a group of women. I don't know. Maybe that's not true, but it just feels like whenever, maybe that's just you actually, maybe that's just like how you relate. And so because I see how men communicate through that lens, maybe I'm just seeing that you communicate in humor and therefore I think that that's how men communicate, but I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a you thing and not a man thing, I guess. (laughs) But yes, you do love your memes and your little... What are those, you know, those little gif, gif, yeah, gif, gif, uh, meme situations. If I don't know what it's called. (laughs) I don't know. I just had that revelation as I was talking that through. So, and then the last thing that we really want to hit home today is don't sweat the small stuff. And I get it because I am guilty as charged, but we have to start forgiving ourselves for the little things and stop acting like it is the biggest thing ever. And it's, so hard, but so worth it. If even every once in a while you can start to make that improvement, if even every once in a while you can let go of something that you used to wouldn't, used to wouldn't, that sounds weird, (laughs) used to would not have been able to, you know what I mean, be able to let go. And so I know as I get older, I think it becomes a little bit easier for me to start letting go of some things and start and stop punishing myself for the way I said something or the way it might've sounded or come off or, you know, just regretting that I did it in the first place. And instead thinking things through like, I did it because there was a reason to, and I don't have to feel bad about that. And I can let myself not freak out about that anymore. Whereas I used to not be able to do that. I got to stop saying used to not be able to, (laughs) it's killing me. But, uh, what do you got? Because I think we're almost in here. It's really about turning the page. Like you were saying, give yourself the out, like turn the page, move past it. And by your ability to do that, then you can start to incorporate a lot of these things that we've talked about today life's serious enough. Yeah. You got to be serious a lot of the time. Our argument is you don't have to do it all the time. You can try some of these things, see where you end up. If you try them and they work, if you got some funny stories. If you got some gifts or ifs that you want to share, reach out to us at girl three framed. Love y'all. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to growth reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you. So shoot us a DM on Instagram at growth reframed. We love y'all.